slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak, and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you're with us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Lots going on right now. Uh, For us, we are going to take a look at Sebastian Ajo, his season that was, what his future with the Islanders or elsewhere may be. We also today have part two of our uh, discussion with Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken talking about, you know, yesterday we discussed some of the younger players that the Kraken may be interested in. It's possible they're looking at some veterans from the Islanders roster as well, and we'll break that down in a little Matt Barzal uh, information discussed with Erica as well. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to discuss on today's show. So, Don't forget this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me tonight and every Wednesday at 8.30 to get in on the action as we do Locked on Islanders chat. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or something that you think we need to discuss on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is. That's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest free agency news, expansion draft news, uh, rookie camps will be coming up, training camp will be coming up, the whole offseason. We've got you covered with Locked On Islanders. Let's start today's show discussing our profile of the day. You know, we're going through the entire Islanders roster, really, player by player, to discuss, you know, how these players did during the season, during the playoffs, and then what their future with the organization may look like. And today, we're looking at Sebastian Ajo, and it's a tough situation when you look at Ajo. He, uh, much like Kiefer Bellows, I think, was hurt by the COVID-related rules set up uh, by the NHL this year and and by the way that the AHL season was so drastically shortened and truncated. So what happens is Ajo really spent almost all of the year on the taxi squad for the Islanders, got into three games— this year had one goal, one assist, two points, a minus one, plus minus, and two penalty minutes. And look, for Ajo, this was his first NHL action since 2017-2018. 
when he played in 22 games, had a goal and four points in those 22 games, and then sort of spent the rest of his time down in Bridgeport since then. And look, Ajo has been solid down in Bridgeport. Uh, 46 points back in 2018-2019 in 67 games. That was tops among Sound Tigers defensemen last year, 2019-2020. Three goals, 30 points in 49 games. Also, again, leading all defensemen on Bridgeport's roster in points. And right now, the thing about Ajo, he's 25 years old. He'll be 26 in February. His days as a young prospect, at least, are coming to a close. And to me, Ajo is in danger of sort of becoming one of those quadruple-A players where he's excellent at the AHL level. He's an AHL all-star game participant. But something about his game prevents him from becoming a consistent NHL player. And therefore, you know, he'll come up a few games a year, play, you know, third defensive pairing minutes, be okay for a game or two, but over the long haul just can't quite play consistently enough in his all-around game to really get things going. And that is, uh, you know, to stay up at the NHL level and excel there. It, it just may be coming to that. Now, as we said yesterday when we were talking to Erica Ayala about players that the Kraken may be interested in, it's possible that Seattle takes Ajo and, and that the young Swede gets an opportunity to play in Seattle with the expansion Kraken and maybe, you know, finds his game there. Maybe Sebastian Ajo is not as well suited to the Barry Trotz kind of a system. And, you know, you have to remember that in 2017-2018, that's the year before Barry Trotz became uh, the coach and Lou Lamorello became the GM of the Islanders, and that's when maybe he was a little bit more highly regarded by the organization. Now, when he did play his three games, Ajo, again, he, he was okay. And two points in three games is more than respectable for a defenseman. No question about that. And it just becomes you know, that maybe it becomes a question of him finding a different organization to play with. Or the other alternative, and we'll discuss this a little bit more with Erica Ayala later on in this show, if the Kraken go the veteran route, and let's say they select Nick Letty in the expansion draft, you have Sebastian Ajo possibly available to step in to that spot become a third pair more offensive defenseman or even a second pair he would probably battle with Noah Dobson for you know second pair minutes opposite Scotty Mayfield and and maybe he steps in and fills that role I get the feeling that him going to Seattle is more likely than him stepping in 
and and taking over as one of the top six defensemen. Uh, I, I also get the feeling if neither of those things happen and he stays in Bridgeport, that, again, he'll have one of those AHL all-star seasons with the Bridgeport Islanders, as they are now known, uh, and only get called up if injuries or other, uh, you know, factors result in a need for some extra defensemen. So it's open, and I would say right now that Sebastian Ajo's career is very much at a crossroads, and, you know, we'll see whether he gets stuck with that quadruple A label or is able to establish himself as a regular NHL player. And it's going to have to happen in the next year, two years at most, uh, for Ajo's career. When we come back, part two of our conversation with Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken. You're not going to want to miss this. And we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made just for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Islanders once a week. Yes, you could finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Islanders and the NHL. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to talk with me and might even have a chance to get featured on the Locked On Islanders podcast through our Green Room conversations. Again, I host the Locked On Islanders chat every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so make sure you join me for that. Go to download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning again to be live tonight and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts about the Islanders. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors, and those sell out in a hurry. So if you like it, grab it while you can. If you don't know some of the flavors, Listen to these. Cherry, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's literally something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. So they're not only good tasting, but they're good for you. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 you'll get 15% off your first order. That's the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now part two of my conversation with Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken. What, what about, you know, bringing in a, a veteran like, you know, Nick Letty may be available. There's the big debate. Do they keep protect Nick Letty or protect Scotty Mayfield? Uh, most people, including myself, think they'll protect Mayfield. Letty is, you know, a kind of guy who could provide some veteran leadership for a younger team. He can quarterback the power play. 
uh, probably give you, you know, 35 points a season from the blue line. Uh, but he also has a, you know, a $5 million plus cap hit that goes along with it. Obviously, even if you're going young, there's going to be a sprinkling of veterans that you're going to want to, to lead the team guys like, uh, Letty or, uh, you know, uh, maybe some of the, uh, the veterans up front that the Islanders have that might be available. Uh, any thoughts as to whether or not they would be of any interest to the Kraken? I think you're absolutely right. First of all, first and foremost, Gil, in any sport, regardless, you need someone that's been there, right? Or has been closer than anyone else to get you over the hump that knows how to be a professional at the right place at the right time. Everything from, you know, knowing how to deal with media, right? All of the, uh, you know, increased media that you get when you're in the playoffs, when you're making a run into the final, those things actually matter. And so you need someone that's going to ground that. But then of course, Obviously, not just in the playoff run, but throughout the season, you need someone that knows the pace of the game. They know the gamesmanship and how the game is played on the ice. So obviously, yes, absolutely would love there to be a veteran. I do like the idea of Letty just because thinking about a defender, that is something that Ron Francis, it's it's very well known that especially in the entry draft or the amateur draft, that's something that he likes. He likes defenders but he's also told us as media those covering the kraken that the most important things to do is to secure the middle that's your goaltender that's your defenseman and that's your centerman and Mm -hmm. so there you go boom and getting a veteran in at least one of those positions i would argue you've got to get a a goaltender with some some experience especially you know going into the first year so very curious to see what they're going to do there but um then you need someone else uh, you know, in, in basketball, you would call it the floor general or something like that. In football, mm-hmm. the quarterback, you still need that. In baseball, I would argue that person is either your center fielder or your catcher, if not both. You need that person that's right up the middle, can see everything and can bring everyone together. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to necessarily come from the Islanders. I think when it comes to veterans, there's also, you have to get the right mix and you have to get the, the right type of leadership that's mm-hmm. going to mesh well with the coaching staff, obviously, because they essentially are an extension of that, but can also command the, the dressing room or the locker room. And so what is the right mix given who else the Kraken have on the board? Those are some of the unknowns, but definitely something that I'm excited to see uh, how it plays out once we finally get that roster. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited for you. I mean, just the idea of a, of a new franchise starting out and you get to cover it. I think that's uh, that's great. You know, I, th- if you're thinking veterans, the defenseman would be Nick Letty. And then I guess the forward might be Cal Clutterbuck, who is a real mm-hmm. locker yeah. room leader, uh, you know, veteran guy, seen it all, done it all. Uh, not going to contribute a lot offensively, uh, but t- chemistry wise, And, you know, you you could put the C or the A on his sweater right away kind of a thing. Yeah. And see, that's an interesting thing. You mentioned forwards. Now, forwards are where I'm going to have the most difficulty because you do need experience. You need people that can set that pace and really drive, you know, into the ozone. But you you also you know want someone that's not going to be a liability on defense to your point uh you know about the islanders just really being expected to play well in all three zones that's the kind of hockey player i personally like so if i were ron francis that's what i'm looking for but then there's also this other element and i'm not sure how much it's gonna factor in 
But the reality of it is that hockey is uh, going into, you know, outside of what's happening with the Kraken, they're transitioning um, with uh, network and broadcast partners. They are expanding. They are hoping to really grow this, you know, NHL, you know, multimedia empire. And the way to do that is to play an exciting brand of hockey. And that usually for a lot of people means scoring. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to who the Kraken are going to take at the forward position, I am very curious to see what's going to happen there because you're not going to get, I mean, you know, Ovechkin is not going to be available. You know, Barzal is not going to be available. You know, I mean, that's just not going to happen. Right. (laughs) I mean, let's just say I'd be surprised. Uh, I guess anything could happen, but probably not that. I I mean, I'm not a betting woman, you know, but I'm going to go with not that. So what do you do then? How do you create that excitement when for a lot of people, especially those who are casually watching the sport, the excitement comes from the offense. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. But at the same time, the practicality of the game, to your point, Clutterbuck being good in the locker room, being a solid type of player that you know what to expect from them. It might not be the flashy goal, but it's consistent. I don't know. What is the balance there? And that's why, you know, going team by team uh, you is, is difficult because ultimately it's only going to be successful if Ron Francis and his staff can make, you know, the sum of all the parts work. Absolutely. Had to ask you one more thing before we uh, head out. Uh, You know, Matthew Barzal has connections to the Pacific Northwest, played his junior hockey there. And (laughs) even two years ago, when they first announced Seattle's getting a team, people were buzzing, hey, maybe Barzal goes to, and and the Islanders are not parting with him, obviously, but, but has there been any buzz in cracking circles about Barzal or even just so what it's going to be like when he makes that first trip out to Seattle this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm honestly learning about some Washington connections that I didn't even know about, you know, some I've been aware of and others not so much. And so yes, Barzal is definitely one of them. I've already had people when I mentioned that I was going to be joining Locked on Isles, they made sure to, (laughs) to make sure we talked about this topic. So I'm glad you brought it up, Gil. But yeah, of course, that's exciting. I think even it's exciting. I, I come from the women's hockey space as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. hockey players from Alaska, from the the Vancouver area, you know, uh, BC, you know, everyone from the Pacific Northwest, you know, uh, to the left of us here in New York is really excited about the Kraken. So any kind of ties, yes, absolutely are going to be exciting. Again, not expecting it to happen in the (laughs) expansion draft, Gil, really not (laughs) expecting it to happen. Does it happen down the road? Who knows? Obviously, you know, the dream is always when you're playing in in the backyard, when you're, you know, when you're playing pond hockey, more often than not, players are dreaming of their favorite team and their favorite player. And that's who they emulate when they're out there skating, you know, when no one else is out there, when they're just doing it for the love of the game. So to think about some of the players, Barzal and others throughout the league that can have the opportunity to come to a team in Seattle, even if they are coming as the opponent, I think is going to be really exciting for them and, and for the fan base as well. No question about it. And, and I, I'm sure that, you know, the players are looking forward to it, let alone the fans. So, absolutely. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. And it'll be a, a brand new arena, Climate Pledge Arena. So uh, the mock-ups look pretty nice, Gil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our own new arena here, too, That's coming right. in November. So uh, the two newest arenas in the NHL. There you uh, go. For our respective teams. So that should be fun. That that absolutely should be fun. And and look, let's let's definitely do this again when our two teams meet later on in the season, whenever they release the schedule. So. I would love that. Yeah, release the schedule. That's where we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric Ayala from Locked On Kraken. Thanks so much for doing this. And it was a great pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you, Gil. And yes, we'll talk again soon. All right. We've got more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more still to come. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You've also got the Olympics coming up very soon. NFL training camps about to open up. Lots of things happening in the world of sports and you can get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including the mlb nba finals nhl and all of your ufc mma action before the next pitch head over to bet online or your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We are a day early, but I want to wish a very happy 47th birthday to former Islanders right wing Bill McCault. Former University of Michigan star, originally drafted by the Canucks in the ninth round of the 1994 draft. After four years at Michigan, he joined the Canucks for the 1998-99 season. Spent a year and a half in Vancouver before coming to the New York Islanders in uh, in a trade that basically it was McCult and Dave Scatchard, along with goalie Kevin Weeks in exchange for Felix Potvan and some draft picks. And unfortunately, you know, McCult suffered a shoulder injury not too long after he joined the Islanders, had a full year with the Isles in 2000-2001, and then was traded to Ottawa as part of the deal that sent Zdeno Chara over to Ottawa. And the Islanders, of course, got back Alexi Yashin, Ottawa Senators also got the pick that became Jason Spezza in that deal. So McCall, not an Islander for a long period of time, but realistically, you know, he only played 72 games with the Isles, but he was a part of two very important trades with the Islanders during his, uh, you know, on either end when he arrived and when he was sent away to Ottawa uh, spent one year with the Senators, one year with the Wild, and then finished up his professional career with the Houston Arrows. And today, he is the associate coach at the University of Michigan. So, uh, McCult still actively involved right now in hockey, and he's held that position with Michigan for the last uh, three seasons. So, 
Bill McColt still going strong. We'll look at one of his better games with the Islanders. December 15th, 2000. Uh, Islanders hosting Toronto at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And uh, Glenn Healy is the goaltender for Toronto. John Van Beesbrook, the goalie for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first after a scoreless first period. The Islanders get a power play early in the second. Former Islander Brian McCabe off for tripping. Kenny Janssen gives the Isles a 1-0 lead. His second from Jason Krog and Marius Tchaikovsky at 2 11 it's 1-0 Isles. But late in the second period, with Kevin Haller off for interference, Matt Sundin ties it up for the Leafs. Sundin, a power play goal, his 12th from Igor Korolev and Thomas Caberly, and it's a 1-1 game. But a minute and 21 seconds later, the Islanders retake the lead. Marius Tchaikovsky is 8th from Tim Conley. Time of the goal, 17:49. Islanders led 2-1. After two, in the third, again, penalty problems hurting the Islanders. Claude Lapointe, who was one of the Islanders' better penalty killers, headed it off for two minutes for holding the stick. Gary Roberts cashes in for Toronto and ties it 2-2. His 14th, Shane Corson and Danny Markov with the assist. But the Islanders get a power play chance later in the period. Nick Antropov sent to the penalty box two minutes for tripping, and Bill McCault, our Islanders' birthday of the day, cashes in with a power play goal, the game winner, his second from Taylor Pyatt and Aris Bramanis. Time of the goal, 10:59, and the Islanders were able to make it stand up. John Van Beesbrook, 28 saves to earn the win. Meanwhile, for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bill McCault, he had the game-winning goal. He also had five penalty minutes in this game. Uh, a rare fight for Bill McColt in this one as he dropped the gloves in the second period with Toronto's Gary Roberts. So only the lack of an assist keeping McColt from a Gordie Howe hat trick, which for those of you who may not know, is a goal, an assist, and a fight all in the same game. So again, one day early, happy 47th birthday to former Islanders winger Bill McCault and many, many happy and healthy more. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Tomorrow, we will... Continue our look at each Islander player from the past season. We'll take a look at Travis Zajac. How did he perform during the regular season, during the playoffs, and does he have a future with the New York Islanders? We'll break that all down. Plus, uh, word out of Minnesota that the Wild are buying out Zach Parise's contract, making him a free agent. Would Parise be interested in joining the Islanders and reuniting with Lou Lamorello, we'll discuss that and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!